This year is brought to you by TorahWeb.org. Thank you very much. Um, some parents encourage their children to start dating when they're very young before they're ready to become parents. Uh, the whole purpose of getting married is to have children. And if the children are too young to have their own children, so they shouldn't be dating. What if they'll fall in love with each other? And then what? They're still in, in, in high school. So they can't get married. They're too young to get married then. So they're just going to sin. That's uh, terrible. It's not proper to encourage the children to go date until they're ready to, to get married and have their own children. So some people made up their minds in advance. They're not going to have, they're going to practice birth control for the first year or two of their marriage. That's not right. Once you've already picked the right girl, so you're supposed to start having children right away. If one is not ready to have children, they shouldn't date, they shouldn't get married. In some communities, there's a practice that in the Yichud room, it's expected that the chassan is going to give very expensive jewelry to the kala. The kala is going to give something very expensive to the chassan. Not everybody can afford this. So uh, people shouldn't feel obligated. Not everybody can afford this. If they can't afford so they shouldn't give expensive. They give something less expensive. When I got married, I didn't give anything to the Kal and the Yechud room. We kissed and we hugged and that was it. I didn't give her anything. They had cookies. That's all. They had cookies in the Yechud room. They say in the name of Rabbi Yankov Kamenetsky that when his children got married he was negotiating with the Mechutanim the different Kibudim and the different Menhogim what they're going to do by the Chuppah so he said his Menig is whatever the Mechutanim wants that's the right way to do things one should not insist Davkan having his way in the Menhogim I remember when I got married so my father-in-law was a stolen a chassid. So he wanted me to wear a coat on top of the kittel, which I, would, I never heard of that. Apparently it's a very common practice by chassidim, so I didn't want to. So I asked Rav Soloveitchik, uh, when you have a, I asked him an abstract, I didn't say what I was talking about, so I asked an abstract, if the chassid family and the kala family had different minhogim, so whose minhogim take precedence under the chuppah? Uh, so he said, Herschel, all the menhogim ayachasin is for the purpose of batchonis, and let them have whatever they want. It's all for the purpose of simcha, to be marbe simcha. So what's the difference when you do simcha like this or simcha like that? And I remember that was a lotion. It's all for the sake of batchonis, so let them have the, the batchonis the way they want. A lot of times people uh, get engaged, and uh, the one that they're considering marrying, the one they plan to marry, is not really up to par, so they're relying on the fact that the other person promised that they're going to change. So I think that's ridiculous. People are not going to change. They're not five years old. They're already 20 years old. If they're 20 years old, the person is not going to change his personality. Years ago, 
the meaning used to be that the chosen that have an eifruf the Shabbos before the wedding and he would say Divrei Torah and uh, the people would give matonas, chasen and matonas on Shabbos every community had an Erev so they would bring the matonas on Shabbos even though, even though many are of the opinion that that you're not permitted to do includes many hold that includes matonas also you're not allowed to give matonas but the Gemara talks about giving a matonas on the first two days of Sukkot when you need Shalachem and the Dalad Minim so the Rishonim ask, how can you give them Hatana? Why is that a violation of Mekah Memka? So the answer that the Mokamitzah is Muta. So here they consider this a Mokamitzah, even though the Chasun Kala didn't get married yet. It's the Shabbos before the wedding. They said this is for the sake of Simchas Chasun. Simchas Chasun Mekala, that they give them Hatana. That's why they used to call it the Drosha Gishank. The Hatana that they gave, the cover the Drosha that the Chasun says. We have, now a lot of communities don't have an Erev. So that's why they don't have the chasen say divrei Torah and the Shabbos before because you're not going to get any drasha yishan. But, uh, but the proper practice taka should be that the chasen should say divrei Torah by the chasen's tish. In Shulchan Aruch it says that the minig was, it's the first Ramah in Hilchus uh, Kriyas HaTorah, the meaning was that if the chosen comes to the shul and shivas me'amishta on Shabbos in the middle of the week, that it's a chiv to give him an aliyah. And Rav Salvechik explained, he thought that it was mitam simcha, that the chosen has a chiv simcha. And the Ramam writes in Hilchas Yantif that uh, simcha is not only that I should eat, drink and be merry, I should rejoice, I should be misamech as sa'acherem. I should cheer up other people as well. So the Ramam writes about how important it is to give tzedakah you have to give to the, those who are less fortunate than you so Rav Salvechik explained that in the middle of Shiva or on Tisha B'av, you have all the dinam like Shiva one is not permitted to learn Torah because the Gemara says it's very cheerful the Gemara talks about cheerful Torah like at Maimon HaSinai so the chassan has an obligation in a certain sense to teach Torah to others. That's part of his chiyav simcha, to cheer up the other people. And bizman hagemara, bizman hatanoim, bizman hagemara, the one who got an aliyah would lane the psukim. So he's really melamitaralacher. That's a form of being misamechacherim. Even though today we no longer have that practice, by the Ashkenazim we follow the institution of having a, a balkari. He lanes for everybody because some people will not know how to lane. So we don't let anybody lane his own aliyah. But the poskim assume that the Balkari who lanes the aliyah on behalf of the Eulah Latayra is Moitzi, the Eulah Latayra, which is So it's considered as if the Eulah Latayra was laning the Pesukim, as if he was Malam Lachir. So the proper thing is, I always tell the boys, and the proper thing is that the Chosen should prepare the Vaytayra. Um, for the chosen stitch to be they should let him say the Torah it's not right that the mafzik uh, some of the boys won't be able to finish the Torah but those who know how to finish so let them finish let them say the Torah he's not going to talk forever he should talk for 5-10 minutes he doesn't have to answer Rebbe Kevega's kasha Rebbe has a kasha Hashem Yoy so he doesn't have to answer Rebbe Kevega's kasha let him say over our Gemara. Let him say over. It doesn't have to be an original fantastic Hiddish. Let him say over uh, something from Tanakh, from Parsha. And, and Shivas Mishta also, when they have a Shavu Brochus, the Chosen should say, they return in Shulchanach. They say, especially Shabbos afternoon by Shalashudas, 
the Shulchan Aruch quotes the Rishonim and say that uh, Shabbos is considered like Panim Chadashas. You don't have to have any guests who were not there before. So they say, but Shalashudas usually is uh, hardly anything there, N- no, no big uh, meal. So in order to enhance the status of Panim Chadashas by Shalashudas, so the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says, the Chassan should say the Vedar. So for sure he should prepare. That's the proper practice. And a lot of uh, yeshivas, they discontinue that. I don't know why. It's a beautiful meaning that the chosen should say Devetar. Years ago, they used to make Tanoim when the couple would get engaged months before uh, the actual uh, chasana. So they would have uh, Tanoim. So they would fill out two different forms of the Tanoim. They would give one to this father, one to that father. And both fathers would obligate themselves to see to it that the children get married by a certain date and if uh, one party backs out they're going to pay a penalty to the other party so there's a cherem hakad noinim quoted in the Shulchan Aruch in the days of the Goenim not to back out from a tenoin so that's why today many uh, don't like to make tenoin so in order to continue to observe this old meaning of habit tenoin so they have tenoin but by the wedding by the chassan's tish half an hour before they're about to march down the aisle so it's a little ridiculous. What do you mean they're obligating themselves to marry off their children today? So Moshe Feinstein wrote a, a new form of a tenoim. Okay, so a lot of people do that just in order to have a, a continuation to this meaning of having tenoim. So I don't understand. They usually fill out a text of a tenoim, then have somebody read it, then they break the plates, then they put the piece of paper of the tenoim on the table. So what they fill out a document, a star only gives the Haggadah say this if you give it to the Baal Hashtar, you have to give it to somebody so you should really fill out two times you give one to the girl's father one to the boy's father you tell them they should hold on to it till after the Chutah after they've already fulfilled all the obligations you saw to it that the children married each other tonight and then they can give the, the time to the children but uh, I don't think it makes sense to fill out one text of a time if you only, only have one text you, you should give it to one person whom they both trust that the both fathers will trust. But really, you should, if you want to follow the old meaning, you fill out two documents, give one to each, each father. I remember at my wedding, Elijah Feinstein was such a sweetie pie. My father-in-law invited him to come to the wedding. Um, so he was such a sweetheart. He knew how much it meant to so many people that he would come to, but sometimes go to three weddings in one night. Uh, he was able to think and learning while he was going in the car and while he was sitting there he could carry on a conversation with someone about how blueberries grow from the ground and thinking and learning at the same time so he didn't by him it wasn't Pickles man he was an unusual person so uh, I remember he was sitting next to me by the Chassan's Tish uh, and he was telling me that uh, the Koi Shalerison is only a minig that doesn't appear at all in the Gemara so you only have to take a little sip you don't have to drink a Malay Lugma but the Koshal Nisu in the second cup after the Kriya Saksuba uh, that some Rishayim have that that's uh, in the Gemara different Girsis whether that says in the Gemara so he told me you should really drink a Malay Lugma from the Koshal Nisu uh, if you drink uh, if the Chassan drinks a half a Malay Lugma the Kala drinks a half a Malay Lugma that's a question in Shulchan Aruch Kiddush uh, you have to drink below Lugmav to be Yotzei Kiddush so let's say I had nine children 
So when I would make Kiddush, uh, everybody, when, before everybody got married, so everybody would take a sip of the wine. So the whole cup of wine disappeared, but no one person would drink a Malay Lukma. So that's a Machlekes in Shulchan Ach, whether that's acceptable. So if you have the Kala drinks a half a Malay Lugma, the Chassan drinks a half a Malay Lugma, that's the question if it's Mitzvah. So you, have to, you should really have one person drink a Malay Lugma. One person drinks Malay Lugma, then it's a Sveik Edina, where he has to say, Allah Geffen. So some people probably shtick. So they'll drink enough wine, then they'll sit down, in a sitting position. So uh, we have seen that, that the Chassan will sit down under the Chuppah. Shtick, whoever saw that sits down in order to say Allah Geffen in front of everybody just to show that they're different so that doesn't make any sense uh, they should have in mind that when they're going to go to the Yichud room they're going to have some cookies there so then when you say Halamichi uh, after the cookies you can add on Allah Geffen or Priya Geffen on the wine that you had over here we have to tell the Kalas the Mishnah says that uh, the years before the Churban Beis Amigdash the Chachami made uh, Takonis that uh, when the girl gets married she shouldn't wear an expensive silver atora she should wear a cheap atora and the chassan also shouldn't wear but not exactly sure what it corresponds to the fancy atora that the chassan wore so the meaning is that the chassan don't wear any expensive jewelry so if you have a cheap watch that you bought for $11 so that you can wear under the chuppah but if you have a, an expensive watch my in-laws gave me a thousand dollar watch when I got engaged, so that I didn't wear to the chuppah. I had it in my pocket, okay. But you don't wear it to the chuppah. The chassan doesn't wear fancy jewelry. Some people have a uh, minig that under the chuppah, the chassan should untie all the knots. So he unties the shoelaces, he unties his uh, tie over here, shouldn't have any knots. So one of the boys in the yeshiva asked Rav Salvechik about that. So here Rav Salvechik told him it's not necessary. Then he says he thinks that it's not permissible. It's like uh, So the boy said, but my mother-in-law wants very much that I should untie all the knots. So he said, don't fight with your mother-in-law. But uh, you should have in mind that it's absolutely meaningless. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. So you won't be in violation of Los Nachshav Los Absolutely pointed out that there is a question in Poskin whether they need Edis Likim Adaba only for the Kiddushan or even for the Nisuin. Um, so the common practice is uh, today that we have Eid Yichud and you have Eidim under the Chuppah because we're not sure exactly what constitutes the Nisu and whether standing under the canopy or going into the Yichud room. So there is a third opinion that's quoted the Dogel Nervov in his comments on the Shulchan Aruch writes uh, they quote uh, the Mordechai in the beginning of Ksubis that the Badekin according to some Rishonim the Badekin is the Nisuin even though it precedes the Kiddushan. You do the Badekin before, uh, before you say Hariyat. So Salvation will sometimes uh, encourage the boys to have Edis Lekim Adava by the Badekin also. And he would always uh, say he doesn't agree with the Dogel Nervava. The Nodi Bihuda writes in his commentary on the Shochanach that uh, there were certain communities in Europe where the Chosim didn't go to do the Badekin. The Chosim would stay in the Chosim's teach the Rabbanim went to do the Badekin. So the, so the Dogen Mavava writes that it's self-understood that the Rabbanim are functioning as the Shluchim of the Chosen. So Rabbi Salvechik explained why he thinks that that's not acceptable, that you can only have a Shlech for Kedush and you can't have a Shlech for Nisuin. And he published the whole explanation about that. So he would always uh, usually 
the Chosen is about to do the Badek, and usually the Kala's mother is holding the veil, and she does the Badek. She uh, covers her observation, but always tell the mother, will the mother please let go of the veil, and Chosen should do it all by himself, because he can't have a Shliach. Chosen has to do the whole Badek, because according to some Poskin, the Badekin is the Nisuin, and we don't allow uh, Shlichas by the Nisuin. A lot of times, when the Chosen goes to the Badekin, so he starts carrying on a whole private conversation with the Kala, and everybody's waiting. Uh, they're mumbling to each other, they're whispering to each other. I think it's a big lack of their Heretz. And uh, I always tell the boys, those who are interested, those who want a little guidance before they get married, I tell them they shouldn't carry on any conversation. They're going to have a lifetime ahead of them. <laughs> Another hundred years, they can carry on all the conversations they want privately later on. Under the hoop also, I think it's disrespectful to the audience that the Chos and Kala are carrying on conversations under the chuppah. And a lot of times they'll talk to each other in between the bracha. The rabbi is saying, Bor piyagof on the Chos and Kala. And they're relying on that bracha. Then they're going to drink the wine, and they talk before they before they drink the wine. So they have to say bar and again. It turns out that the rabbi said the bar piyagof said a bracha levatola. So that's not right. They shouldn't talk under the chuppah. A lot of times they call different people up to say the brachas under the chuppah. So a lot of times they'll call on relatives to say the bracha. Not all the relatives know what the brachas are. I don't think it's right that they have relatives. They'll usually mispronounce the words. If you have Rabbanim, you stand a better chance of having them not mispronounce the word. But if you have people are not, not in the rabbinate, they're not in the practice of saying these brachas all the time. So they will often mispronounce the word. That's not a smart idea. So because the practice is that they divide up all the different brachas and the different people, so every so often it happens that someone said a later bracha earlier. So the Shulchan Aruch quotes the Tshuva Sarambam that if you said the brachas out of order, it's good, it's acceptable. Right after the chuppah, so the, our practice is not all the Svartim do this, but our practice, Ashkenazim, the practice is that they go to the Yichud room to satisfy the opinion of the Rambam that the, the Yichud constitutes the Nisuin. So um, the commentaries on Shulchan Aruch point out you shouldn't have a long pause in between the brachas under the chuppah and going to the Yichud room. The expression used by the Maharil is Meritzim esachasim esachala lecheri ha-Yichud You rush the chasim kala to go to the Yichud room because you don't want to have the brachas bichas nisuin under the chuppah half an hour before they go to the Yichud room. So usually everybody's kissing each other under the chuppah and the photographer wants to take pictures and all the, all the people, all the boys are standing in the way. They don't let the chasim kala go. That's not right. Chasim kala should try to go as quickly as possible. The expression used by the Maril is Meritzim, he rushed the Chosen Kala. So we don't rush, but at least they should walk quickly. They shouldn't dilly dally. You want the Berchus Nisuin to relate to the, to the uh, Yichud, so you have to go right away. The old Madrich, the guidebook that the rabbis used to use, has a mistake with respect to the Chuppah. In the new editions of the Madrich, they changed the text. In the old editions, it says that the chosen gives the ring to the kala, and after he puts it on the kala's finger, then he says hariyat. So this is against the gemara. The gemara says she say hariyat first before he gives the ring to the kala. 
That's the common practice. Ariyat beforehand. In recent years, there's a shtick that's totally incorrect. That uh, many rabbonim will ask. You have two Adam watching when Chosin gives over the ring. That says in the Gemara, you have to have two kosher Adam, and you want them to separate themselves from the rest of the crowd because they're going to be kroivim and psulim in the crowd. So there's a din of nimtzach and medayim karb apostle. So the Shulchan Aruch is machmer for that opinion that it even applies to Adam by a wedding. So you he designate two Adam, and they should have in mind that they're separating themselves for the rest from the rest of the crowd. So, the latest shtick, the last few years is that the rabbis will call back the two Adam and the Chosen after they read the Ksuba and the rabbi gives the Ksuba to the Chosen. He should give it over to the Kala. So everybody knows the Gemara that we pass can Adam is here. So the call on the two Adam who watched when the Chosen gave the ring to the Kala, they should watch when the Chosen gives the Ksuba to the Kala because Adam is here. So this is a major mistake. The whole din of Edom Asirakarsi, first of all, only applies to Shtari Kenyan, doesn't apply to Shtari Raya. Ksuba is a Shtari Raya, because once you made the Kabbalah's Kenyan, so the, the Chiyub is there already. The Ksuba is only to serve as a Shtari Raya. And a Shtari Raya, there never was a Machlaikas. Of course, you need Edom Chasim, you don't need Edom Asirakarsi at all. Number two, the Shulchanach Paskans, like the Ramam's opinion, like the Tesis, like the Ramban, like many Rishonim, the Edom Yisir are only, even in Shtori Kenyan, it's only necessary by Gitam Kiddushin and by Shtori Maman. You don't say Edom Yisir. You don't need any Edom Yisir at all. So the whole thing is just a, a farce. It's just making fun of what the Gemara says. It's taking a line in the Gemara totally out of context. You don't need Edom Yisir when you give over the Ksuba. Now the latest shtick and all the fancy Ksubas is they leave, a, they leave a blank line for the name of the Chasen Kalim, blank line for the date and for the city. And then they leave a blank line to write the Kanina that we made a Kabbalah's Kenyan. They leave, they leave the blank line both in the Ksuba and in the Tanoim. Why do they leave a blank line? Because the Gemara says if you wrote a star before you ascertained what the facts of the case are, so it's Mechzikishikra. You write the Kanina, we the understand made a Kabbalah's Kenyan with the Chasin. You didn't make the Kabbalah's Kenyan yet. So that's Mechzikishik. By the time the Chosen will give the Shtar to the Kala, they will have already made the Kabbalah's Kenyan. But uh, they assume, based on this Gemara in, in uh, Gitten, that Sandat Chavod on the base, the Yeshiva is learning Gitten this year, so uh, they assume that you can't write to Kanina before they actually made the Kenyan. So the Gemara says it's Harris, that it's not so. We don't pass them like that. Number one, we don't pass them like that. Even if you do pass them like that, that's only by a Shtar Maise Bezin. So Tanoim is not a Shtar Maise Bezim. Maybe the Ksuba you may consider a Maise Bezim and not the Tanoim. And number three, number three, the whole din of Mexican Shikha only applies if they signed the Shtar already. But if they didn't sign the Shtar, just to write the Kanina, just to write the text, no one holds that that's Mexican Shikha. And the Shach writes that we do that all the time. The Shach did wrong. Shach and Chashemish, but he did wrong. Everybody does that. In the Ksuba, it says, we the undersigned testify that the Chassan said Hariyat Mekodeshesli. He didn't say Hariyat Mekodeshesli. He makes a Hadoas Baldin. He tells the Adam, write that you heard me say Hariyat Mekodeshesli. By the time he'll give the Shtar to the Kala, 
by the time the Chosim will give the Ksuba the Kala, he will have already said Harayat. So it's not going to be Mechzik and Shikha, just to write something that didn't happen yet. There's nothing wrong with having what happens a lot of times is that the Adam don't read the Ksuba, they don't read the Tanoim, and they sign before they filled in the word Vikanina. So then you have an issue. Can you fill in, if Adam signed, let's say I have a blank piece of paper, and Adam signed on the bottom on a blank piece of paper, and then you write a star on top of it. Is that a star? The Adam signed before you wrote anything on top. So here the Adam signed before you filled in the word Vikanina. So can you fill in the word Vikanina after they signed already? So the Rabbanim rely on this, and Esivus who thinks that maybe yes. He's not sure. He says maybe you can, maybe they can take a blank piece of paper and not sign their names on the bottom and fill out the star afterwards. It's a difficult thing to rely on. So more correct is you should fill it with Kanina before you before you get to the wedding hall. You should speak to the people who are printing the Ksubis and printing the time. They shouldn't leave out the word with Kanina. It's totally a mistake. Very often at the weddings, the Chassan in the middle of the dancing will sing Eshes Chaya to the Kala. That's a beautiful thing. Even though the the chapter Eshazchayel is really speaking about the, the Torah. It's not speaking about a marriage, but because it's used initially as a mushal, so the mushal has significance also. So it's a beautiful, beautiful parak in, in Mishlei. But uh, the latest stick is, the last couple of years, that the chassan gets on his knee when he says, So I always ask the boys in the shiva, they shouldn't get on their knees. It seems to me to be ridiculous. A lot of times when they propose to the girl, they get on their knees and they say, will you marry me? I think it's ridiculous to get on your knees to propose. Now, so Rachel always had the practice to put ashes on the chosen's head so meaning for the days of the Gemara, he would put the ashes on at the end of the whole chuppah. So a lot of times they didn't have ashes ready under the chuppah so he would when he would be at a wedding usually he would be say the first bracha the bracha seresen so then under the chuppah when the other rabbanim would be saying the other bracha so he would ask someone for a cigarette lighter someone else for a piece of paper and he would start burning a piece of paper under the chuppah he would have a two ring circus Ram Salvechi was burning a piece of paper and the other rabbanim was saying the bracha then the piece of paper got it got too close to his finger so he would drop it on the carpet so the carpet would catch fire <laughs> and then he would be putting out the fire and then he would be saying the Brok and Sayyidina Chub is very entertaining I saw it a few times so um, anyway but as many was that he would put the ashes on the Chassan's head at the end of the Chuppah so uh, many in the Yeshiva have that practice Rabbi Soloveitchik pointed out that the Chassan is Daimala Melech so he said in Europe the meaning was that the Chassan I think he said it's a Tosef that whenever the Melech appears in public he has to go with his crown and has to wear big day malchus. So if the chosen is one who's in the practice of always wearing a hat on Yontif, so the chosen Shivis Mishnah has a din of Yontif, the Gemara said. So he would uh, think that the chosen should leave his hat on and he shouldn't take off his jacket either. Chosen should wear the big day malchus the whole time. A lot of times they get the chosen so involved in dancing, so he's so, uh, he's so perspired. He has to take off his hat, take off his jacket. So absolutely, the chassan should take it easy. He shouldn't do that. Also, the last couple of years, I see by boys get married, so they kiss the collar under the chuppah at the end of the wedding, just like in the movies, just like by the line. 
just like by the non-Jews. So uh, this is not the Jewish way. Uh, the Rabbanim, the European Rabbanim, used to say that Le'eni Kol Yisrael is the end of the Torah. Le'eni Kol Yisrael, the last two words, last three words in Vizay Sabracha. If the Chosen, if the Chosen kisses the Kala under the Chuppah, that's the end of the whole Torah. That's terrible. That's scandalous. That's the way the Goyim do. I remember I was once at a wedding. The boy and the girl were from NCSY. They were religious. So I came a little late to the wedding. So I was sitting next to a, a Nochri who was a business associate of, uh, of the family uh, involved. So at the end of the wedding, the, the groom didn't kiss the bride. So the guy says, Hey, the groom forgot to kiss the bride. So one of the rabbis there, he said, The Jewish way is that we don't kiss the bride. He sa- and he says, the whole time that they were dating, they never touched each other. Not only they never kissed each other, they never touched each other. So the guy was very surprised. He said, the Jews have a different the religious Jews have a different way of dating and a different way of, of marrying. Everything is different. Unfortunately, there was a Tamachach, Rabbi Aaron Felder. He married a girl from Washington Heights. He used to live in a neighborhood near me. So he put out a little swarm. He put out a little safe on, on Sheva Brochus. Put out a few little swarm like that. So he has a text that the Sefer is in, in English and the footnotes are in Hebrew. He quotes a lot from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, so that's why a lot of people like the Sefer because he was by Rabbi Moshe for years and years. Felder and Bluth were by Rabbi Moshe for many years. So <laughs> it's a little strange. The first line that he has in the laws of Sheva Brachas is that if the boy and the girl were living together before they got married, so they only have Sheva Brachas one day. You don't say for seven days. Yeah, that's a din. If uh, both the boy and the girl had previously been married, a Gorish with a Grusha or an Alman with an Almana, so they, on, they don't have Sheva Brachas, Shivasman, Mishnah, they only have one day. So unfortunately, I was, uh, in the course of the last year, I was at a wedding. So the Masari Kedushin asked me to look over the Ksuba. He said, The girl's father wants me to look over the Ksuba. So I look over the Ksuba. So I said, Why does it say? Mayor, why didn't say my sign? He says, "What do you mean? Everybody knows that they were living together. They, they came from out of town." So I, I, I left the wedding right after the chuppah. I didn't want to stay. But uh, if that is the case, <laughs> Rabbi Felder wrote this the first line in his sefer. Unfortunately, you have to write these dinim if they were living together. It's like an almond with an almond, and that you only have shevet brachas one day. You don't have for seven days. I attended uh, twice. I attended uh, second marriages, people in my family, where the Chosen and the Kala were both previously married, and then they, then they both got divorced, and they married together. So Shulchan Archid says they only have Shevet Brochus one day. So the question is, but if the Chuppah was in the afternoon, they're not going to get to say the Shevet Brochus till at night. So that's already tomorrow. So that's a machloikis. A summer of the opinion, there's only one suda. There was only one suda, that's all. So the ones who do say Shevet Brochus, and many others say, no, you can't say the Shevet Brochus the next day. So uh, I encouraged them that they should have, by the time they came back from the Yichud room, it was very late. So I encouraged them, I encouraged the parents that uh, they should have the Shevet Brochus right away now and then serve the meal later. 
but they didn't listen. They had the, they had the Shabbat Brochus hours later on the second day. That's not right. More correct is that uh, if you have such a situation, uh, they should see to it that the Shabbat Brochus should be recited by Yom before the Shkia. I remember once in the yeshiva, Dr. Liam uh, organized the Shabbat Brochus for the children of one of the major supporters of the yeshiva. And it was the last day of Shabbat Amishta, And the Chos and Kala came three hours late. And they came half an hour before the Shkia. So all the Rebbe's, all the Rebbe's were there. We were ready in the middle of the meal. And the Chos and Kala arrived. So there wouldn't be enough time to have a, a whole, a whole Sudda with the Chos and Kala. And then say the Shabbat Bach. So it would be way after the seventh day. It would be after the seven days up. So one of the European Rabbanim said, This is Yeshiva Shabbat Yitzchak Hanan. And Rabbi Yitzchak Hanan is Marad Asra. Rabbi Yitzchak Hanan has a Chuvah where he writes, that uh, that you go me that since they got married late in the afternoon, so you have until the middle of the next day. So no, none of us knew whether it was true. So Dr. Lamb was always very sharp. So he said, you prepared to say all the brachas? He said, yes. He said, he's going to say, we follow Rabitzkohan. So he didn't say all the brachas. They divided all the brachas. Then we all went home. We saw Rabitzkohan has a Jew. He said, not so. <laughs> he said, you don't. He says, for Tachnun, for Tachnun, you can delete Tachnun tomorrow morning if they got married in the middle of the day. So you can leave out Tachnun up until seven days later, Meisleis. But Benigat, the Shabbat says not. You have to say the Shabbat before the Shkia. That's not right. That is not right. There are a lot of things to discuss about weddings. And... Um, and... Uh, before the couple gets married, they should, the boy should speak to his rabbi or the, the parent should speak to the local rabbi and to work out all the details of the chuppah. You can't just assume that we attended so many weddings. We've attended so many weddings. We know what a wedding is all about. A lot of times people don't realize the correct way to do things. And uh, there's a lot to brush up on. We should all be blessed with the good We should have many more simchas.